0: Greetings, Squire Archer. <laughs> well, we're after half term, holiday Bible club, and all such things. That was fun. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Got, the, <laughs> got to share the gospel with uh, with uh, primary school children. So yeah, praise
1: the Lord good. for that. Yeah, it's yeah. good.
0: And back from half term holidays, I was at Northcote's College. Um, love, love being up there. Up, uh, actually, I was on the way back home from from that from NTM and I crossed over a, a bridge and there's this massive river and I was like oh I wonder what that river's called and it's the river Trent really yeah, yeah. I basically followed Trent home to wow. Stoke. So <laughs> well done Stoke on Trent <laughs> yeah yeah so that was cool
1: nice one yeah I had uh a, um a, a panicky weekend with basketball I was coaching basketball and um knew I was going to be on my own in inverted commas, um, as far as being the only coach there, there were other people from the YMCA that were there mm. and just got 30 plus kids from age 11 to 17 dumped on me. Right. My game plan went out the window yeah. immediately. Um, so it's like, you know, we were, we were joking about fake it till you make it. Mm. Um, I actually had to fake it until I made it yesterday because I had no plan, had no idea what was going on. So, uh, yeah hopefully this podcast doesn't go that way <laughs>
0: <laughs> well your dog's starting to hey he don't be at that you <laughs> um yeah man what a great time it was on saturday morning with the with the man i know you weren't there but we had oat cakes and just really sweet fellowship and then i felt quite fed on sunday thanks mm. for your ministry um uh, yeah, good time together. And we're going to talk about what we looked at last night yeah. and a little bit about what you covered the week before as well. Mm. So today is Balaam and the Woke Bandwagon. Mm. Um, and just a, a landing verse for us is Romans one sixteen, where Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Um, mm. And then 1 Corinthians 2, Paul says that he, he didn't want to go Um to know he didn't want to know anything else amongst them except Jesus Christ and him crucified.
1: And, Man, what a virtuous thing, right?
0: Yeah. So I think the NET says like he didn't want to be about anything else. Like that was his only thing he wanted to be all about was Jesus Christ, who is Jesus mm. and what has Jesus accomplished. Or here it is, I decided to be concerned about nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I know this is a ridiculous translation, but the NIRV, the New International Revised Version I think it is, for it's, sorry to read this out to you. I know you're triggered. I made up my mind. <laughs> I made up my mind to pay attention to only one thing while I was with you. That one thing was Jesus and his death on the cross. Mm.
1: Um, that was a cute translation.
0: Isn't that nice? So uh, <laughs> you've been really doing a, a great job on Sunday evenings on gospel identity <clears> and, and mm. how that affects our practice. So gospel identity and gospel practice. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, when, when, you, when you get to 2 to Corinthians 5, the whole... Passage is really rich with it. Mm. I mean, he he goes from in the beginning. You know, we we were we were enemies of the cross, but it, I think on the other side of it, we're ambassadors mm. on Christ's behalf, which is yeah. incredible to think about. But that kind of um, the hinge of this passage, really, where where, where it all turns, is, um, is is verse seventeen, where it says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Yeah, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are." I've become new. So um so in Christ, we have a totally new position. So we, we don't have to be looking all over the place
0: for our identity. For our identity. And the purpose, yeah. yeah. Um, ministry of reconciliation, you can't find a better purpose than that.
1: Right? Mm. That's it, yeah. Um,
0: so last week you were focused on if our gospel identity, if, if our identity is in Christ, then our purpose or our practice would be to preach this gospel, mm. to, to be busy about this ministry of reconciliation. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And why and the motive? What was the motive? Was uh, verse fourteen, right?
1: Yes. So so verse fourteen. After he says that we're in we're in Christ, we're a new creation, and and our potential is all things. Mm. Um, in verse fourteen, he says, um, the love of Christ constrains me. Right. And uh, the interesting thing, I, I just I just love, I just love what the passage says about about Christ. Um, what a miracle Christ coming was. Mm. So I mean, we we could talk about the virgin birth because. God was in Christ. It says in verse number nineteen. Yeah, uh, we could talk about his sinless life. Uh, he knew no sin in verse mm. twenty-one. But then, like the resurrection is the greatest miracle of all. Mm. So not only did he die for our sins, but he rose again. And the implications um, of his death and resurrection, which we we could go on and on with the implications. But one of the big implications is his his death provided my forgiveness of sins, and his resurrection provided eternal life. Yeah. So yeah. so I can be forgiven through his death, and I can be. Uh, have eternal life through his resurrection and Paul's like Christ's love in coming and doing that for me mm. being put on display in what he did for me constrains me and yeah. and actually the Greek the Greek there is talking about being like um like bound like chained hmm. like I can only go yeah. so far away from this
0: that's not him um the hymn, the old hymn, love constraining to obedience. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. I'm bound to obedience because of my, because I love him so much, because he loves me. Mm. That's a good, man. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, we've been given this word of reconciliation. We're ambassadors, as though God were pleading through us um, to be reconciled to God. So that's mm. our purpose, man. Mm. What higher purpose can there be than to point people to Jesus Christ? Um,
1: Th- think about it for a minute, honestly. If If what we just said is true, Mm -hmm. if Jesus did everything that the Bible says that he did for us and accomplished everything that he accomplished, if our eternal destiny and our identities have been completely transformed the way the Bible says it has, how, how can we not?
0: Right. Right.
1: How how can you stay silent on something like that? That's that's, that's like, that's a game changer.
0: Yeah. And so often, I mean, you and I, so often we are, and, um, Mm -hmm. so so we want to talk about what one of the hindrances to being about the gospel is um these modern movements that that are all around us today we we live in an age of so many different movements that are passionate about different things and different messages i'll just list off a few we've got black lives matter as a movement we've got the lgbtq plus movement we've got covid whether the vaccine or not the vaccine those are two movements You've got the homeschool movement. You've got the gluten-free movement, mm-hmm. um, the climate change movement. You have Brexit, which uh, you might think that's gone, but that's still kicking around. No um, we've got breastfeeding movement, the feminist movements, uh, quite a few of those. The veganism movement, you've mm-hmm. got conspiracy theories, you got politics, you got secondary <coughs> doctrines, uh, socialism, you've got all these different movements, all these different things that, um, that, that people it consumes their whole lives and yeah. as Christians that becomes their one message to the world mm. and we saw that during COVID the one message that sadly many Christians had to the world was anti-vaccine mm. or pro-vaccine and I was mm. like that's not your message that's not what God give you a I minute mean, the word of reconciliation is what he give you
1: mm. um as yeah um as, as sentient human beings we we have an endless number of agendas <laughs> Right. we have an endless number of things that we're we're passionate about and movements and because mm-hmm. we're always thinking aren't we
0: yeah 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 so it will always be and if we're not thinking about the real stuff then something else will fill yeah. that void yeah. um so so many christians are getting caught up in all of this whether through a sense of guilt that that um they can actually see the wrongs that these movements are pointing out and some of them are legitimate wrongs Or Mm -hmm. shame, or maybe just a desire to fit into culture, or to to fit into society, or your friendship groups. You end up getting wrapped up in these uh, these movements. But I'm I'm persuaded they've become a distraction to many Christians. Mm. Um, We've been given, you know, as you've been pointing out to us in two Corinthians five, one calling, one purpose, one message but we, we end up disobeying Jesus by neglecting that calling mm. because we're busy about the other movements that we're passionate about. Mm. And mm. Uh, why call me Lord and do not do the things I say, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to, what's Balaam got to do with this? Balaam in the Woke bandwagon. And uh, I just want to talk a little bit about Balaam. So Balaam, the Bible tells us in Numbers 22 that he is a seer or a prophet who claims to be a follower of the God of Israel. But we learn in 2 Peter chapter 2 that he's actually a prophet for gain. So he's basically selling himself to the highest bidder. His motives aren't, how can I please God? His motives are, what can I get out of this? Um, and so you have, you have this king, this Moabite king called Balak, who fears Israel. Like Israel's been conquering all the nations so far. So Balak's like, I can't go up against him with a sword. I'm going to get Balaam. And he hires Balaam to curse the Israelites so that he could then defeat them in battle. And Balaam tries to curse Israel four times, but the Bible says God kept turning the attempts into blessing instead. Um, so yeah, every time he tries to curse them, he ends up accidentally blessing them because God is using him. Um, and what's amazing is that God is able to use a, a corrupt, twisted, selfish prophet to speak truth because God can use whatever he wants to do to, to accomplish his means or his ends. Um, and, and, and what's that got to do with these modern, these modern movements? Well, these modern movements do speak truth, don't they? Yeah, yeah.
1: Each one of them. Yeah. yeah,
0: they they have truth claims that are inside the movements. Yeah,
1: and and it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because and we, we would say this in our kind of um, evangelism, apologetics, however you want to say it, is that um, is that every 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 movement that has any virtue and it has borrowed from the Christian worldview, Absolutely. from the biblical worldview,
0: it's a borrowed it's a borrowed position.
1: Yeah. yeah. So so even even Black Lives Matter. So, so if if someone says to me, "Do Black Lives Matter?" If I hesitate, that's a problem. (laughs) Right. Right? Yeah. As as a Christian, that's a major problem because the the Bible says so much against racism. Right. Yeah. But, um, But the Black Lives Matter movement goes beyond that hmm So That's, if yeah. if the rage is do black lives matter, man, I'm on board with that. One hundred percent. But when we go beyond and we deal with different issues that are involved in the movement yeah. with the, uh, abortion and, and and other things and such and I'm mm-hmm. using buzzwords that are gonna trigger people. Sure. Sorry. Right. <laughs> but those are things as a Christian that I can't I can't align with.
0: Yeah, yeah. So these movements, the reason they borrow truth is because they're, they're made up of human beings, human beings who are made by God, mm-hmm. wired by God to have moral values and living in God's world. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to have borrowed truth. Um, but at the same time, they're fallen sinners. Uh, and so the truth will be twisted um, in some way. Um, so these movements—they're right on with some of the points they're making, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feminist movement—should women be treated equal to men? 100. percent. Totally. Um, but they're not right on every point, and in some cases, they're dead wrong. And the mm. way they go about them is dead wrong as well. Yeah. So that's that's Balaam, right? Mm. Um, in the modern Balaams.
1: So, so there's a there's a verse that I think um, would would be really good to apply to both. Why there's truth in feminism, in, in feminism, not the whole thing is true, right? Well, there's an element of truth in feminism, there's an element of truth in the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, biblically speaking, um, Galatians 3 and verse number 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is, ne- there is no male or female for all are one in Christ Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So there is that biblical truth yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not surprising on some level that Christians get caught up. Right. in these things because there's some biblical precedent for those virtues yeah that's
0: why we get caught up is because yeah. like they offer some truth don't they yeah um so we're gonna so then what happens next Balaam can't actually curse the Israelites um and it looks like if you read if you're reading Numbers 24 the end it looks like he just went home um But what happens next, the kingdoms of Moab and Midian creep in. So the very next chapter, chapter 25, we learn that the people of Israel have actually been led into sexual sin and idolatry with the Moabites and Midianites. Mm. So God's rescued people uh, who who have made a covenant with God that they wouldn't worship other gods and they wouldn't commit sexual sin have now broken their word and Mm. completely compromised themselves. Um, Called to be a light to the world by being different from the world. And being set apart from the world, instead they're just like the world. And the message of the true God has been left outside in the dust. Mm. Uh, And who was involved in all of this? Well, Revelation chapter 2 verse 14 tells us that it was actually Balaam's idea to draw the people of Israel into this rebellion against God and the covenant they made with him. So he's not able to curse them, but he could find another way to get his wages by luring them away from the truth Mm. and compromising them. Yeah,
1: and that's it, isn't it? Because it's it's like the words of uh, of Jesus when he says you know let your light so shine no, no one takes what I'm trying to think of <laughs> no one takes their light and puts a, a basket over top of their light right. you know it's totally counterproductive yeah. but, but that's actually we we've got this light of these different virtues yeah. that are shining in these movements but then as far as the gospel is concerned we're re- taking we re- cover it
0: don't we yeah by getting involved in these things. Um, So yeah, he he couldn't curse them, but he he could get them to follow him where they shouldn't have went and to do what they shouldn't have done. So this is his way of destroying Israel by assimilating them into the wicked kingdoms around them until their unique identity and unique message fades into obscurity. I'll just say that a little bit again. The way to destroy Israel was assimilating them into the wicked kingdoms around them until their unique identity and their unique message fades into obscurity. Mm -hmm. And what's that got to do with these modern movements? Well, these movements don't actually lead to a good place in the end, although they claim to. They're they're divisive movements. They don't have a true understanding of sin, a true understanding of the gospel, and a true understanding of what the end goal of, of um, creation is. They're they're mostly driven by <laughs> by vitriolic hatred mm. um, and a godless, graceless agenda of cancel culture. Mm. They don't understand the real reason why there's injustice, inequality, and oppression in the world, and so they can't actually deal with injustice inequality and oppression um so by getting on board with these move these movements we're forgetting who we are as the people of god uh, and we become just like the world and so before we know it our identity as followers of christ is forgotten and our our unique message of the gospel is left unspoken
1: yeah and what we're doing is we're we're calling out things uh, and that's that's such a popular phrase nowadays not like, call out this call out that and we we live in the and i know we use this buzzword too much but um the cancel culture. Right. You know, so it's like we want to call out things but we're never actually providing a solution.
0: That's the thing, right. like with the there's no there's no solution except mm. hatred and be like me or I'll hit you forever, which is not what we're called to do.
1: It's it's kinda of like the same principle of, of the street preacher mm. that goes on the streets and he just preaches hate and he right. just preaches against this and preaches against that. Yeah. And he's never really given the gospel. All he's yeah. talking about is what's wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's that's but big, no man. solution to it.
0: Yeah. And these movements, like, you know, during, during COVID in churches, like we were laughing about it last night with the church, but no one trained us how to handle COVID or how to handle a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And especially you no know, one trained us how to deal with so many opinions about this. Like it was, it was like, it was like being in the church of Corinth. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, cause yeah. all these people have different opinions and um, I'll not wear a mask. So then you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you guys and help you with this. And then the people who do like, no, you haven't gone far enough over this direction mm. and, Thankfully, you know, at Union Chapel and at, I believe, at Burton, there was a lot of um, peace and different opinions, but but peaceful holding of those opinions for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you can see in that, like, the danger of, like, your opinion of this movement, your opinion on this situation can divide brothers and sisters who are called to unity in Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so there's a better way, Um and as, as Christians, we claim to follow the actual source of truth, mm. God, the creator. Jesus Christ calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. And the Holy Spirit is known in John as the Holy Spirit of truth. And you and I the, and, and the church of Jesus Christ are actually described as the pillar and ground of truth. Like we, we are the custodians of the truth here in this world um God's written truth in our hands. So I don't have to get on a bandwagon movement. I don't have to join whatever hashtag. Uh, we we're called as the custodians of the truth to lead mm. the way, to blaze mm. the trail and be part of a better movement.
1: Yeah. Actually in, in 2 Corinthians 5 going back to there for a minute, this idea of the the ministry of reconciliation, um the common denominator here in the verses I'm going to read is the word reconcile or reconciliation like over and over again. Yeah. But starting in verse number 18 right after he's talking about us being a new creation. He says, uh, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And and so it's, it's not like we're trying to create healing just through our words, but, but it goes on and it says, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, yeah. not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And then, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though... We were pleading, as, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We we don't need to be joined up with this movement or that movement. Yeah. This, the solution is not a movement. The
0: solution is God. Always the gospel, always Christ. It's the only solution. So I was down, I'll not name names, but I was down in a church recently and I got kind of cornered by a few people asking questions like, when are the When's the church going to get into the public square and start talking about this and that and this and that? And I just went, I mean, we're preaching through Acts at the moment on Sunday mornings. And I just said, Peter was in the public square a lot. What was he preaching? Every single time he got to the public square, what was his message? Mm. Jesus Christ crucified and risen again and the forgiveness of sins in him. Paul's in the public square time and time again. What's his message? Jesus Christ and him crucified, risen again, and the forgiveness of sins found in him. So Stephen's on the public square. <laughs> What's his <laughs> message? Um, so like that's the message we've been given. And um, and I asked them the question, was Paul anti-slavery? Mm. And uh, we talked about that yesterday. Paul was anti-slavery. No question. He wanted, to, he wanted um, Anisimus to be free. <clears throat> um, but if he had made anti-slavery the message of the church... Then the church would have would would have been hidden in obscurity, and the gospel message would have died years mm. ago. But because he made the message of the church, all oh, he, he kept the message that Jesus gave him, the gospel. Um, he got he what happened over over basically generations, three hundred years, three centuries, was that gospel the gospel pervaded the whole culture of Rome, the Roman Empire, That's and rough. we got the end of slavery. So mm. you, as C.S. Lewis says. When you get Christ, you get Christ in everything. Mm. You get the gospel in everything. Um, so, yeah, we, we make it about the gospel and you get the thing your movement's passionate about. Mm-hmm. If, if the gospel pervades this culture, you'll get the end of racism because humans will learn it's the image of God. Yeah. Um, it's the child of the king. We're equal in sin and we're equal in salvation. If you if you make it about the gospel, you'll get women being treated equal um, in, in a righteous and, and, and holy way. So you get, you get Christ and... The, and and so that's the that's the that's what we have to be about as Christians is the gospel.
1: Totally, mate. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that's and I, I keep coming back to it. But two Corinthians five seventeen. That's it. Yeah. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Yeah. Yeah. So so we're we're, we're lamenting um, racism. Yeah. We're lamenting um, misogynism and and all these types of things, yes. and quite rightly so. Mm-hmm. The solution is not. A movement. The solution is not the rage and calling it out and counseling. Mm-hmm. the The solution is be in Christ and be made a new creation. Now, yeah. now, what that means and doesn't mean is it doesn't mean that now we're sinless, right? Yeah, and and yeah. we're impervious mm-hmm. to racism and mm-hmm. prejudice and things like that. But what it means is now God has given us the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Father sent the Holy Spirit into our hearts mm-hmm. to help us to react in a christ-like way yeah when we have these impulses yeah
0: that's great man yeah and 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 that's discipleship isn't it mm. becoming more like jesus so three things then to, to wrap it up we have the real answer as to what's wrong in the world the, the problem isn't racism the pro racism is a fruit of the problem mm. the actual problem is sin sin, yeah. sin has left humanity in ashes mm. um since the fall in the garden we've mistrusted each other and treated each other with injustice, oppression, and wicked selfishness. Mm. Um, Sege from our church says that the problem in Nigeria is not racism. It's black hating black people. In, in Ireland, it's not racism. It's white people hating white people. Mm. Um, so it's, it's the human heart hating one another, mistrusting each other. The first sin we see in the Bible after the fall was two brothers killing each other. Um, so each of us is born with a nature, it's rebellious towards God and contrary to our fellow man um we're not righteous because you can see that in other people and point out the sin of other people um that we're we're all broken sinners and you're not you're not gallier than me because you can see a, you can see my sin we are all broken people mm. so that's the real reason why there's this brokenness and if that's the real reason then the second point is we have the real answer how to fix this world
1: yeah yeah and that's that's the issue isn't it um god doesn't need us and, and that's you've, you've talked about this before he doesn't need us but what an opportunity and what a privilege to be the heralds of the gospel right to be the 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 messengers that, that bring the message that brings the healing yeah to people because because yeah. you see people hurt man and and that if, as, if that doesn't tug at your heartstrings, mm-hmm. to see people who've been affected by these things like racism yeah yeah, um, yeah, and there's absolutely. something wrong. Yeah, and they're hurting, and the gospel can bring the healing that absolutely. there needs
0: to be. And that's Ephesians chapter two. The whole message of Ephesians two is: it's only through reconciliation to God that you can be reconciled to your fellow man. Hmm. That's Ephes- so. It's hmm. the gospel then right? Um, the gospel has the power to forgive sinners and also to transform sinners into people who obey God and love others. Mm. Um, shaming and guilt-tripping people has no power to truly change a person. Cancel culture does not transform lives. And education alone is not the answer either. I mean, the Bible says we're spiritually dead and enslaved. And if I was to walk up to your corpse and start reading them a, a, a book about biology, about how to be alive, that corpse is never going to get up again. Mm. We, need, we need a miracle. Mm. Um, so th- they need the gospel. So we believe the gospel has transforming power that radically changes people, and we believe there's true forgiveness, true reconciliation, and true restoration found in Christ alone. Mm. And in Christ, the only thing being cancelled is the sinful record, mm. and eventually the sinful nature. So that's the real answer to how, about how to fix the world. Mm. And then, third of all, we have the real answer as to how how to end all that is wrong in the world. And I, this is I love this bit, but the movement of Christianity. Is one day going to bring an end to racism? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our movement, the movement no. you already belong to, Christian. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get on another movement. Your movement is going to be the one that ends racism. Mm. It's going to end xenophobia. It's going to end misogyny. Um, it's going to end rape and abuse, sexism and prejudice. It's going to bring an end to all injustice, oppression, inequality. Why is that? Because the leader of our movement is coming back.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna make all things new. The yep. sin curse is gonna be removed. Yep. Yeah.
0: So we bring an end to the curse by rooting out sin completely. So yeah. So that's the that's mm. what's gonna bring an end. And you know the people hear all about climate change. Jesus is gonna. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Jesus is gonna change the climate uh, the way he wants it to be. So yeah. the call then is let's get excited about our movement.
1: Yeah. And, th- and that brings us full circle, doesn't right. it? To to. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. Mm -hmm. And and I love it. It says the love of Christ constrains us. And we talked about that word "constrained" a minute ago. But I used to have a flipped uh, view of this verse. I used to think it was my love for Christ Mm. constrains me. Mm. But it's not my love for Christ. It's Mm. the love of Christ. Right. Yeah. So it reminds me of um, when I survey the wondrous cross. It says when 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 I survey the wondrous cross, it demands my soul,
0: my life, and my life. Yeah. His love for me is compelling me. That's beautiful. As I view it. Yeah. So let's get passionate to share our message mm. um, instead of sharing the buzzwords of whatever the, l- the latest Vogue woke movement is. Let's get off the bandwagons and herald Christ and his gospel. Let's stop being distracted by the glam and glitz of the latest shiny movement. Um, they are speaking some truth, but we know the truth mm. and we follow him and we declare him. So uh, I don't know what, t- what time are we on? What time are we on uh, now? What, should we finish minutes, up? 26 minutes, yeah. Uh, so just two questions. Maybe we can sort of very quickly talk about them. But mm-hmm. why are we so tempted to neglect the gospel and be busy with all of these other things instead?
1: Because it appears to be a good thing. It's easy to justify it in our minds for right. right. Yeah. Because there is that element of, of truth and um, justifiable
0: rage. Yeah. No, it's yeah. It's good, man. So there's some truth in it. Mm-hmm. Um few people on my table last night were sharing It's like that desire to fit in you that know too, yeah, yeah. fear of rejection from others by not joining the whatever movement or changing your profile picture to that that movement um and then someone else was saying like it's kind of almost like it's a lack of belief that mm. that is the gospel is going to do this true yeah you know? yeah uh, the the gospel will be the one that the thing that fixes all of this yeah. in the end. So,
1: is the gospel really powerful enough to yeah. do what the Bible says it's going to do?
0: And and Paul says I'm not ashamed of the gospel, not because he's wonderful, because he because he realized it's the power of God for mm, salvation mm, mm. Um, to the Jew and to the Gentile. So yeah, we're so you can you can think that in your for yourself. Why are you so tempted to neglect this gospel and be busy with other things instead? The second question then is, how can we prevent ourselves from being distracted and help our brothers and sisters not be distracted and help each other um, by these movements Mm. and then stay on course? Mm. And uh, I think your table had some good answers for that.
1: Yeah, I I think um, the thing that we keep coming back to is what what everyone wants is to belong to community. Mm. So whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement, there's something very empowering to people um, about going to those marches and right. a community of people and, mm. and going forward, like, um, assembled together or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the solution isn't black lives matter movement. The solution is the gospel. And when we believe the gospel, the power is belonging to a community
0: that believes that of gospel, together. believers, yeah, of yeah. gospel believers and practicers. Yeah. Yeah. People who are soaked in the gospel, marinated mm. in the gospel. Um, and telling each other the gospel. Yeah, yeah. so so
1: so in, in practice it's like if if I am struggling with prejudice, mm-hmm. what I need is accountability. Right. And I don't need accountability to someone who's going to cancel me. <laughs> I need accountability to someone who's going to say, "Right, let me help you recover." Yeah. "Let me help you be like Christ. Let Let's, me assist yeah. Christ
0: in his work of the gospel in you." Let's see where the gospel applies to that 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 area of your yeah, life that's right, beautiful yeah. man yeah yeah so let's get excited about the gospel um, paul seemed to be because mm-hmm. uh, he believed it could change lives and change not just lives but change communities and societies and countries and nations mm. and it did uh, and it can still do because it hasn't lost its power mm. amen 2 corinthians five fifteen.
1: all those that, uh, that that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again.
0: Yeah. How do we live for him? One of the ways is to be ministers of reconciliation to this Mm. broken world. Very good, man. (laughs)